Hello everyone, my name is Barry Jabraj and welcome to another Specialist Pharmacy Service podcast and this is the final episode in our Pharmacy Technician Coffee Break Conversations and I am joined by Liz Fiddler and Ellen Williams from the Chief Pharmaceutical uh, Officer's Office and the Association of Pharmacy Technicians UK who kicked off this series with a little invitation uh, to listen to the series which was run by uh, Emma Fallows who's on our technical team and is with us today. So Liz, Ellen, great to see you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I'm going to just dive straight in because we don't have a lot of time uh, today. We want to get cracking and when you came both of you to sort of launch this podcast series. We were waiting to see what sorts of stuff would come up and we've had health and justice, we've had phlebotomy, we've had structured medication reviews, hypertension. Um, it's just been such a range. Has it met what you expected? Are there any surprises? That's two questions in one. And, and Ellen, I'll come to you first with those two things. Well, firstly, yes, it's been an absolute pleasure just to listen to um, pharmacy technician colleagues and hear about all the, the wide range of roles that they're they're carrying out and just the impact that they're making in the different areas of primary care. Um, uh, surprises, I, I've never had any doubt that <laughs> pharmacy technicians are, you know, are capable of great things. So, um, but it's been really interesting to really interesting to hear about some of those niche areas. The phlebotomy one was really interesting. Um, I yeah. found that I found that um, really interesting to hear how you know, how, how pharmacy technicians are working in those and truly working in multidisciplinary teams. Yeah, and for yeah. the benefit of patient care in different ways. Yeah, yeah, that's really helpful. Uh, and at least, what about you? You know, what you expected and what you actually heard. So, first of all, I'm a bit sad that you used the words final podcast because I was really getting into those podcasts and I just thought it was so fantastic um, just to hear, as, as Ellen said, that broad range in terms of the uh, the skills that pharmacy technicians can contribute to. Um, in particular, I was really interested in the career journeys of colleagues yes. as they shared their routes into the roles that they yes. undertake. And again, I was just thinking, you know, personally, how we, we bottle up that richness of all mm. of that experience and how that's probably enabled them to be leaders in the fields that they were describing in terms of the differences they make. So I think for me, the surprise, I absolutely echo what Ellen said, you know, um, a, a true advocate and, and probably spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of our time describing um, the roles that pharmacy technicians contribute, but to actually hear it from the, from the individuals. Yeah. And I think again, the surprise for me um, was the drive the passion um, in terms of the what next. So mm, it wasn't. Say some more about that. So not necessarily the this is my role and this is what I do and I'm good at it and I really, you know, I feel I make a difference. But that real kind of passion inside for I want to do more and mm. I want to be enabled to build on my skill set and be able to contribute even more. And I think we've got some big strategic drivers coming um, for the pharmacy technician profession, which I think will enable some of that, 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 those, those passions to become a reality. Um, mm. And, I, you know, and I, and I think I reflect in particular, I think it was Chris that was really talking about the opportunity for pharmacy technicians to recognise their individual practice and the yes. what next. Yeah, so that was Chris. 
Yeah, that was Chris Warren. Uh, if you're listening to this, do 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 check in on SoundCloud if you've not listened or would like to listen again. And actually, to pick up on what you said, Liz, if you want us to do more podcasts, we'll do them. We'll do another series. So now that's fine. Um, I mean, Ellen, the the range that we had, there's a, I guess there's a there's a danger of the uniqueness of these individuals that have contributed to these podcasts and almost thinking, well, how do we kind of embed this in practice? How, how do we take this forward into the, the mainstream? We were talking a little bit about this before the, the record button. What, what do you think the answer to that is? Yeah, I think, we, I mean, we certainly, Liz and I and, and colleagues talk, um, you know, frequently around what does post-registration education look like for pharmacy mm. technicians? And we still, you know, we still all feel that there's a way to go to really um, define that pathway. Not, And mm. I think there's a balance between defining the education routes and the education pathways and defining the role. Because whilst you want the roles to be um, established and you want people to recognise what pharmacy technicians can do, um, there's also a danger that you pigeonhole um, pharmacy technicians and restrict what they could do. So, so it's really getting that balance right. But I think we still um, we still see people creating those education pathways for themselves in the pharmacy technician mm. profession based on the roles they find themselves in. And it would be really, really, you know, great to have a, a structured educate post-registration education pathway um that mm. really supported that direction of travel and it might be some of you know we're talking very uh, in, about roles that are clinical you know in, in working in clinical and patient facing areas but we know that those roles look different there are management and leadership there's education there's different things um but i'm sure liz you know liz is t you know, passionate about the this post-registration post education space as well so i'm sure um liz might want to yeah, thanks, Ellen. I was just going to I was just going to build on that and say, I think it's sometimes challenging that we feel we need to create something different for pharmacy technicians. Um, and I think from my reflections, particularly picking up on some of the roles that were described during the podcast, so phlebotomy, for example, the SMRs, statin work. Um, actually, all of that education is out there for other healthcare professionals. And I'm wondering, again, whether we build in extra requirements for our pharmacy technicians to okay. kind of overcompensate um, or mm. we deliver our own unique special little packages and then nobody else recognises them. And I think one of my other key reflections from, from listening to the podcast was that the bit that Ellen touched on earlier around the MDT. And actually, I spend a lot of my time speaking externally to other professions around what pharmacy technicians can contribute. And often they will say things like, oh, so that's the same as, you know, um, a nurse practitioner, for example, delivering that service. And what's different about those education requirements? So I think although we feel that we probably don't have much in terms of very clear structure to what post-registration education could look like. I think what we're starting to see is actually the transferability of skills across professions. And for me, mm. I don't want to miss that opportunity by making us go down a silo track, um, which yeah. just creates a whole different world, um, mm. more challenging. So how do we showcase those, those skills, have educational opportunities that look the same as other healthcare professionals that deliver mm. them? Mm. Well, as an edu clinical educator myself, I, th I think that's a really helpful theme that you've both picked up on. And of course, you know, there's more to say about that. And 
HEE and all, all of those organisations that you're working with. Um, there's a reflection that I've got sort of that kind of leads on from what you've both talked about, which is that, you know, we've had a number of pioneers here in this podcast series. And I'm just thinking about a pharmacy technician who's doing a brilliant job or maybe a practice manager or, or, or another one who's thinking about recruiting and thinking, well, I could never do that. You know, you've got these these pioneers here. How, how do we manage expectations? You know, when people think, gosh, they're doing phlebotomy. Gosh, they're doing this, they're doing that. But managing the expectations alongside the vision to really push pharmacy technician practice forward. I know that's an impossible question. So therefore, Liz, I'm going to hand that one to you. <laughs> I was going to take a slurp of my coffee and hope that would deter you and pass it to Helen, but I'll, I will I will take it. Um, so, yeah, so how do we manage those expectations? So it's, just so I've got the question right in my own mind, is that around the expectation of the profession itself? Yes, I think so. Where we, okay, so where we may build in our own barriers in terms yes. of what we could be as our, as our yeah. scope of practice. Um I think this is where things like the podcasts that you, you know, that you've, you've enabled are a real um, gem. And I certainly um, have been sharing out on many of the, the privileged opportunities that I get out to go and speak to pharmacy technicians in lots of different guises and lots of different roles is sharing those experiences and connecting people together. Because yeah. I think the value of the network, and I'm sure Ellen will pick up on this from an APT UK perspective, but the yeah. value of having professional peer networks Yes. To share challenges, to share also opportunities. I mean, I very recently was able to share some news where we uncovered um, access to a certain master's program in genomics mm. that's actually open to pharmacy technicians. So yes. there's certain things that we can do, all of us collectively, to just make that, to, to break that glass ceiling and that, that self-doubt and build mm. that confidence in the profession to step forward. And what better champions than the colleagues that you've interviewed on these podcasts? Because mm. every one of them mm. have me thinking, cool, I fancy doing that now. Absolutely. I was the same. <laughs> and, I, and I'm a pharmacist. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, no, that's great, Liz. Thank you. Ellen, I'm going to going to ask you to comment on that as well. Yeah, no, I uh, uh, agree with you know, with Liz's comments there. I think it's. It, there's also um, the element. I think. I think your question was also touching on the man managing expectations of employers. Um, yes. And that's you know. So you have this dual kind of um, challenge where you 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 don't want the profession to put barriers on on mm. itself or individuals mm. to put their own barriers in place. But equally, you need the individuals who might be working quite autonomously. And might be going into practices where the expectations of of the employers are that they will be able they will be able to do some of that advanced stuff before they're ready. Um, yes. And I guess that's where the support for those individuals is is really really key because it's you know as pharmacy technicians as registered professionals we all have the the responsibility to work within the limitations of our competence Absolutely. and our training. And so it's supporting our colleagues to understand and and to be brave and say. I'm not quite there yet, or that's not that's not what I've been trained to do yet. Without saying that's not the role of a pharmacy technician, it's about recognising the potential, but also the limitations of where you might be at at that current point in your own training and your own practice. Yeah. So, as Liz alluded to, I think it's really tapping into those networks of, to access some of that peer support as well. And um, and APT UK, I know that just recently, I don't think a date's been. Um, uh, given yet, but I know that there is uh, a new pr uh, PCN 
a branch that will be specifically bringing together networks of um, pharmacy technicians working in primary care and PCNs. So there'll be a, you know, it's it's how it's how to reach out because sometimes those roles can be quite isolating. They might not necessarily yeah. be the yeah. same as if you're working in a pharmacy in an acute trust where you've got lots of colleagues around you. Um, so it's it's really tapping into the the wider network of support to help with that reaching your potential, but also protecting, you know, your professional, um, uh, you know, uh, your uh, registration and your your accountability yeah. for what you do oh. at the time. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Ellen. I think you both paint such a such a positive picture, and I know there's a long way to go, but there, actually, for this podcast, there's a short way to go because we're almost out of time. So I'm just going to ask both of you um, two brief final comments. Firstly, is there anything that you wanted to say on this um, podcast that you've not had the opportunity? And also, why people should go back to these podcasts and listen for the first time or re-listen to them? Um, Liz, what about you? So I think if it didn't come across, just a massive thank you to all of the pharmacy technicians who were invited to, you know, share their experiences and their ideas, particularly around how their, their future role could look. Um, I found it truly motivational and inspirational. Um, and a thank you to those who have spent the time to listen and share and probably go away and reflect on some of the learning from those. Um, and I certainly have been sharing those podcasts with policy teams within NHS England as well to kind of showcase the role of pharmacy technicians and start that conversation about what can we do to build on this because our patients and our communities could really um use the expertise of pharmacy technicians around supporting management of medicines um, wow. uh, at this particular point in time. Fantastic. So I think I'll leave it, leave yeah, it thank you. Thank you. What about you, Ellen? Yeah, um, likewise, a, a huge thank you because, you know, uh, anyone that has, has ever done a recording or a podcast or any kind, of, it's, it's, it's a bit nerve-wracking sometimes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, a brave, it's a brave thing to do, especially to talk about yourself. Um, and, but, you know, one of the things we know, it's really exciting to hear how the role's developing and evolving and the potential um, for the future. But we know that with that comes demand and we yes. know that there's not enough pharmacy technicians yeah. out there yeah. so you know what I what I in my day job I'm constantly working on how do we promote the career how do we promote pharmacy mm. technician as a career and this is these podcasts are you know a fantastic resource to do that you know if you ever wanted to inspire um, a young person or someone looking for a career change into a career as a pharmacy technician then these podcasts fantastic. you know are, are the perfect way to do that well what a way to finish Liz, Ellen, it's just been such a joy. And let's not make it the last one then, based on what Liz said right at the start. But I'm going to close off here and thank uh, Liz and Ellen and all the pharmacy technicians. Um, I'm also going to thank Emma and uh, Sue, who have made sure that the tech has worked for us. They're a vital part of our team. If you'd like to hear more, po more podcasts from the NHS Specialist Pharmacy Service, please follow us at soundcloud.com forward slash NHS underscore SPS. And if you haven't done so already, please register on our website, sps.nhs.uk, for regular updates about our events and resources. And uh, go listen to the podcast series. Please give us some feedback on them. And we'll be back near you very soon. Bye bye for now. <laughs>